Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 30 and Lost podcast. Yes, last week I wasn't sure this was going to be a podcast, even though it was my original idea to make this a podcast. But yeah, it's finally a podcast. I got to shout out my boy uh, Jorge. Um, and congratulations on it, on your little girl, essentially. That's awesome. Happy for you guys. But he told me to use Anchor, I think it was, and um, to post my stuff. And, yeah, Anchor. So, yeah, you know, you're trying to figure out how to do it, especially unemployed. So you don't want to waste money. <laughs> and that was a great um, suggestion. So it's almost up everywhere. So that's pretty awesome. Anyways. Let's talk about something that really sucks uh, balls, and it's called depression. Um, it's one of the most fucking unknowing things in the universe, okay? And I don't think I ever really went through depression until uh, 2009, I think it was. Um, I, uh, we were living with uh, my wife now, but she was my girlfriend then. Um, her parents, because we were trying to save money to buy a house. Um, I was recently unemployed. <gasps> wow, surprise. Um, that was a really stupid uh, thing. I got caught stealing at a blockbuster video <laughs> like an idiot. Um, I'm actually happy I got caught because it could have been a lot worse if I got caught later because I was being very ingenious. Um well, might as well tell you. I've already told you that. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story on how I got um, fired from uh, Blockbuster. So I realized while working there that um, older accounts were still active. I just started putting numbers. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the first account we made here was. And I put in the number, and sure enough, it worked. I can't remember the number. I don't know if it was 0001 or whatever. But the thing is, it worked. So then I'm like, hmm. Could I put this movie in this account and then, like, little by little take money off, you know? So, I wasn't really thinking thinking about it right now. I'm like, if I put it in the account, is it going to take it out of the system so it's not in the inventory? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it doesn't look like it's gone. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I started uh, just stealing movies. <laughs> And, um, I guess the problem was I wasn't the only one, um, pretty much everybody else there was as well. Okay. Not again, the, the, the theme of this podcast, everything, you know, only one person to blame is me just making sure you guys understand that <laughs> I'm not passing blame to anybody, but the problem is that we had a, a, a person that was leaving, uh, man, this was I don't even know how long I spent there. It was definitely a def few months after I got hired. Could have been a year. Can't freaking remember. But um, this person was leaving. I had stole quite a few um, movies and games. I mean, I was legit a fucking klepto, right? This a klepto is what you call them. You know, I was a delinquent. Good Lord. I was living up to my Latino heritage. <laughs> and... Um, so I stole a bunch of movies, you know, um, my uh, DVD collection at that time was amazing. And then, you know, I lived with my girlfriend and she kind of suspected something, but she never said anything. Anyway, <laughs> this guy is leaving to go somewhere else, another um, state or something like that. And he decides to steal some movies before he leaves, but putting a credit of $300 while he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? So he stole about $300 worth of uh, shit, credited it to himself at the same time. So instead of being smart like P2, just little by little, putting in a different account, crediting little by little. No, this dumbass went, bam, $300. Excuse me. So, of course, red flags were over. <laughs> they were everywhere. And sure enough, a few days later, I come in. Hey, Jose, uh, come over here, bro. Let's go in the back real quick. Listen, and I, it was my manager. Um, this 
this um white gay dude that was just he was a he was an old he was, he's one of them old guys at least back then he looked old you know i was in my 20s so everything looked old to me if it was over 30 <laughs> but he was like in shape and um in and, and somebody from corporate so <laughs> this guy i forget his i forgot everybody's name and he's looking at me and he's like the corporate guys look at me like hey uh we know you've been stealing movies we saw it on the video now at this point i'm waiting to see if they know exactly how much i've stole I'm nervous as fuck. Of course, I'm I'm young. I'm like, I don't know, 22 or something. Stupid, you know, beautiful, beautiful age to be stupid. And they have no clue how much I've stolen. So they're like, oh, you got to bring everything back and oh, pay us $500. Or we're going to call the cult, the police. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm broke as fuck. You know, I'm 22. <laughs> I worked at Panera. Funny enough, there was a Panera at the uh, on the across the street, literally across the street. So I would work. I was working both jobs. Not that you know, see, Peter was a hard worker. I was going to school full time, and I had two jobs. So it's just, of course, you had to sprinkle a little dumbass in there, and you <laughs> you get me. Um. So this guy was telling me that I needed to do all that. So I'm like, I'm flipping out. Because I don't have $500. I don't want to go to jail. Holy shit. What the fuck. Um, I go home. I call my parents. Mom, dad, literally just <laughs> just threw that bomb. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to jail. I, don't, I need $500 right now. I need $500 right now. Come on. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I think my dad said, okay, well, enjoy jail. <laughs> My dad is a, uh, he wasn't at the time, but he ended up retiring as a Fulbright colonel uh, in the army. So <laughs> that's the person I was dealing with. But my mom, you know, of course, um, they send me the money. I go home and I start grabbing just the, I don't even know what I used. A backpack, a duffel bag. I might have been a duffel bag because I had one of my dad's uh, duffel bags, you know, green military duffel bag. Just shoving shit in there. My wife tells me, because I, of course, I called my wife. She was so fucking pissed, you know, rightfully so. And um, she tells me, do not give them, what was it? Sex in the city. <laughs> uh, sex in the city. So, because I had gotten the entire DVD collection of Sex in the City, okay? And um, so, sure enough, I'm packing, I'm packing, I'm packing. Not everything fits in there. Um, of course, I left some of my favorite movies, which, by the way, I still own here. I don't have that many DVDs, but um, I still have a few of them. And I went down. You know, I had a uh, another guy that worked there. His uh, girlfriend drove me, and she drove me back over there. And so I, I, I don't even know how I got that five hundred dollars. I don't know if I went and got a check, a cashier's check, or something. But I ended up getting that five hundred dollars and the stuff. So I bring it back, I give it to them, and that was that was it. And again, that's I, I knew that they had no idea what I had stolen, how I did it, and whatever. The only thing they had on me was my dumbass putting and again, I'm happy they caught me because God knows I would have been a fucking flu blown Carlitos way criminal up in this bitch if I wasn't caught because some you know, you get caught and you hey motherfucker, my goodness. So I'm glad I was caught. Um, they saw me put in movies. I think it was uh, Last Samurai. Bam! Into my backpack. After, you know, unlocking it and whatever. And, um, oh my god, dude. I was such a delinquent. Dude. And So, I figured out also that if... We had... There was coupons back in the day. I think it was $19.20 for two movies. But we had a coupon that you would get the movies for free. Like, oh, two movies free. Blah. So, I had that coupon that skew on my... Uh, on my uh whatever the cashier's thing it was always there man this guy bro i would i would get the cash a lot of people back then would pay in cash and would pay in exact cash which was crazy beep pocket the money <laughs> this was i'm glad my my delinquency career started and ended at blockbuster because I would probably not be here right now. <laughs> but, um, oh, I gotta mute this. But, yeah. 
So that happened. You know, I returned that. Of course, I got fired. Um, and I didn't have a job. Um, by this time, I was doing YouTube. And it was going all right. You know, money-wise, I don't I don't think it was that crazy. Nothing crazy. Probably two, three hundred dollars. But you know, it was it was it was fun. I was working um with Sideshow Collectibles, especially in two thousand and eight. Um and for two or three years they flew me to San Diego to film San Diego Comic Con um with them, you know, just do some videos, which is fucking awesome. And at that time I was questioning what I wanted to do, you know. That's when I started Thinking to myself, you know, do you want to stay in school? Do you really want to do this VFX shit? Do you want to... What do you want to do? And um, I had no plan. Again, as I mentioned last week, no plan whatsoever. So we ended up leaving our apartment because we're trying to... Our relationship's trying to escalate, you know. I don't know how my wife didn't leave me. <laughs> this fucking idiot. <laughs> But, um, you know, every, everything was fine, and we went to live with her parents. Ooh, and that's where the whole depression topic comes into play. Because I don't think I've ever been depressed until I was at that place. So her parents' house, um, her mom bought it. It was a fixer-upper. It's in a 55 and over community. And, um, you know, we all helped. Uh, her mom worked. She's a nurse. Um, they're, they're from Ohio. They're white people from Ohio, you know? Um, and at first, I think everybody in her family was apprehensive to the point where, uh, not her parents, but somebody in her family in Ohio asked if I was with her to get a green card. So not saying that they're racist or anything, just, you know, like, oh, man, that's that, that reekin', whatever. Um, so we... We've been, we had been together already for like, what, four years now at that time. So we are at her mom's house and the house needs worked. And I didn't have a job and I decided not to get a job, which let me stop myself right here. I think that was probably one of the worst decisions I ever made because not, not because I decided not to have a job because I really didn't have a plan. Again, this is going to be my theme throughout this whole podcast in 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 the Batman Begins part of this podcast, that's gonna be the theme. Be to not having a goal, a plan, you know. Oh yeah, I wanna do YouTube. Okay, but what was the plan, P2? And oh god, I get so fucking pissed at myself, man, because I had time. I had so much time and I wasted all that fucking time. I didn't have a job. For almost what? Almost four years? Almost like it was. It was, and then you know, and a lot of that time, like I think two years was spent trying to look for a job. It it, it was pathetic. It was a pathetic performance in my part. But once the house, everything we were leaving there, whatever. Her mom is crazy. So my mom is crazy in her own way. I mean, she got abused by her by her. By my grandma, my grandma's fucking insane, so my mom is crazy, you know, and just not to give, um, um, not to just sound like it's only her parents, because, you know, my parents are crazy, I think everybody's parents are crazy, some a little bit more than others, but I wasn't living with my parents, thank God, you know, I love my parents, love you mommy and papi, but <laughs> that cheap sailed, but here I am as a... 20-whatever-year-old with my girlfriend living with her parents trying to save money, and I'm air-quoting here for those on the podcast, because we really did a piss-poor job at saving money. We weren't paying rent. I think we were helping with the utilities and um, um, shopping, of course, because, you know, we eat. But other than that, yeah, and I th we both did a piss-poor job. I mean... Yeah, it, it it just pisses me off. Um, and, you know, money is another conversation because, again, we really weren't taught how to deal with money and it shit's annoying me. So I'm trying to, that's one of the things I'm trying to fix personally here so then I can filter that to my kid. So he's not a fucking idiot like, my, like me, like my wife, like my wife's parents, like my parents, like, you know, the best person we had 
that knew how to deal with money was my wife's grandfather, and he passed away. I think it was last year. So, but he was uh he was really smart with money. I mean, he was a World War One veteran. Blah blah blah. All this crap. Amazing dude. Um, helped us a lot. You know, rest in peace. Uh, well, but um, yeah, it was uh, it's one of those things that we sucked. So here I am in this house. So we're in a bedroom, and her mom is full blown insane. So her mom is OCD, you know, she likes her house perfect, like fucking perfect, okay? So um, if there is, and I'm talking, and I'm being serious, this is not hyperbole, this is not me being exaggerated, this is just how her mom, you know, I'm going to say was, she has gotten better, we ended up going to therapy, I think it was last year. Um, or she was going to therapy with my wife, and then I was like told to, yeah, you should go because a lot of the problem. Up, I went. It was great. That's for another time. Maybe at the end of this book, who knows? But um, but back then, dude, holy shit! If there was a fucking crumb, and I'm talking about like the most tiniest crumb, it could have been anything. And by the way, they had two chitsus. And those motherfuckers would leave crumbs fucking everywhere. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It was your boy's fault. So I took a berade. It was tough. A berade. A barrage, I would say. I was berated. A barrage. I think, whatever. Trying to get my words correct. With just pure negativity, borderline hatred. It's just, it was toxic. That's the word. It was toxic. My God, was it toxic. So, of course, I told you guys um, that uh, one of my weaknesses is allowing what's happening at, you know, my jobs to eat me up, you know, you know, stupid decision and all this crap. So you can imagine me going through that shit and, wow, like I was depressed because, again, I didn't have a job. Um, and this is when I started looking for a job was when it got bad because of course I didn't have a job. I think the first few months, cause I thought, you know, yeah, you too, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. But with no fucking clear path to anywhere, you're not going to get anywhere, bro. And, um, yeah. So then I started looking for a job and, to, you know, get the rejections or you don't get callbacks, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was a dark, dark time. Like, it almost ended up destroying my relationship with my girlfriend back then, my wife now. And, I mean, which is a testament to us dealing through shit and being able to, you know, persevere, I think that's the word. Because, wow, and I think we learned a lot about communicating then, you know, of course, it was trash. Because then, my wife came from that environment, gotta understand, so her whole life... She was essentially in like that. Her parents talk to talk to themselves like just it's insane. Like I told you that my mom's crazy, right? In her way, and um, my dad not so much. Now he is because he has PTSD from Afghanistan or in Iraq, so that sucks. But um, before that, it was all right. Very mellow dude. Very mellow dude. Mommy would scream for whatever. Blah blah blah. It, it is what it is. But. Like, her parents, like, hey, fucker, what the fuck over here, this needs to be done, oh, you're fucking stupid, blah, blah, like, that kind of berate, uh, barrage, whatever, it was, woo, so she came from that, so being back in that environment essentially brought her back to being that way, oh, oh my god, so, see, I was getting it from essentially three places, you know, her dad, her mom, and her, mm. And then you get depressed, right? And then you think you're a piece of shit. Um, I never went to the suicide route, you know, for, I don't know, whatever reason. I mean, suicide is very serious, especially when you're feeling, th the way I'm describing, like, you would think, holy shit, you know, you just want to fucking ch ch pull the trigger and whatever. But um, uh, thankfully, for whatever the reason was, I never, my brain never went there. Never went there. So... But man, like I would, like I would put, um, um, just indie music or or some of my scores and just curl up 
essentially in the fetal position and just cry from time to time because it was just like I felt like the biggest piece of shit. You know, you know, I got fired. I lost my last job. I lost one of my jobs for being fucking stupid. Here I am. We're trying to save money. I'm not making any money. Fantastic. And then you're trying to look for a job. You can't get it. And on top of that, excuse me, you're being told that you're a piece of shit by your, um, you know, the mom of your girlfriend, your your girlfriend's mom. And, you know, her dad, man, her dad doesn't didn't have a job either. So, again, it, Jesus, we were just, you know, I felt like trash, you know. And in some ways, I was trash, you know. What, what are you doing, bro? You know, self-inflicted. You got fired. You decided not to work for a certain amount of time. Now you're trying to look for a job. You decided to quit school. And, you know, all this crap, like, fantastic decisions made by your boy here back in 2008-2009. So I ended up getting a job with Quicksilver, which I met a lot of great people, including my boy Jorge, who I shouted out at the beginning of the podcast. Um, that was a, a really uh, cool experience. I used that job a lot as an escape um, because, again, I was depressed. I didn't want to go back to that fucking shithole because I just didn't want to deal with that crap, you know, all that negativity. And here I am, I make, I forgot how much money I was making, nothing, you know, you're making nothing, working retail, but, um, you know, at least I was making something, and I had something to do, so, but alas, I still did not have a path as to, as to anything, literally anything, so, not that I was out of my depressed state, but it fucking sucked ass, <laughs> because I was just thinking man what are you gonna do like you're gonna stay here forever or are you gonna move on like what what's your plan and i'm trying to figure out and and i think that hopefully this format helps me understand why i never really got a plan but even right now i'm trying to think as to why the fuck didn't you just maybe i was afraid maybe because of that fear I never really gave 100% to anything I did. And that's why I'm where I am. Hmm. But anyway, um, it was it was a very dark time, dude. And try to stay positive. I, I did a lot of running. I went outside and I ran. I ran. I needed to be outside. Nature. It helped me. You know, I'm sure everybody gets their thing. Um, but I've... I really suggest if you are depressed in whatever way, going outside, feeling the sun, smelling, just air, just see nature. That oh my god, that it, it really helped me, man. And just you don't have to run like me, you know. Like, like I said, I, I think I mentioned it back in the uh, last episode that I was a, a runner and I really enjoyed running. But if I didn't, I, I you know I love running. No, that's right. I did. I came from running. I got to go running today. <laughs> but it really helped me. And I ran. Oh, my God. I was running almost every day. I was running at work. I would um, be done with my shift at work and go to the uh, warehouse because uh, back then, uh, Quicksilver, this is Quicksilver and Sawgrass. So if you're from Florida or you've ever come to Florida, you probably know what the, the Sawgrass Mall is. It's a huge um, mall. Um, a lot of people from everywhere in the world come and go to that mall to buy cheap shit to either sell it back home or just to have it, whatever. So Quicksilver store there, um, they had a, a warehouse just down the road, down the road because we had so much crap because we would get buyers from Brazil who would buy like $20,000 worth of crap and we needed to make sure we had that supply, even though we're not supposed to do that. I don't even know what the rules were. It don't matter. But, like, I would just go to the warehouse, park the car, or if I was at the warehouse, just get me my, my, uh, whatever. Just run. Just fucking run. Put some music on with the tiny Sony MP3 player that I had back then and run, forget everything, breathe, just concentrate on breathing. That's all I did. And it, it really, really helped me. It really helped me. And I really thought that my, my wife and I were going to be done, you know, like it was just never going to happen because 
it was really tough getting through her, man. Tough. But somehow we managed. We managed. And we sat down, we talked, and changes started happening, which is fantastic. That's why I'm here now with, you know, in our house with her as my wife of the last seven years and with my uh, my little man, little Maximus. But, yeah. So that was my first experience with depression, right? So now I know what depression feels like. And yeah, this last few months, even when I had my job with my friend's company, I still I, f- I, f- I felt the same way. And I still feel the same way, you know? You feel like a like a loser straight up loser you know you want to do more for your family but then you're self-sabotaging yourself and it makes no sense to me like you think about it rationally and it makes no sense but then when you're when you're doing this shit you don't you you know i i guess i don't have the power to be like yo wake the fuck up what are you doing and that's something i would like to have hopefully i can get it but god damn Cause it's too late when I start thinking about that shit, and yeah, it makes no difference now. <laughs> it's like hello, maybe I'm learning a little bit. I hope so. But so this when in my tenure with PPG ended in June, you know, I'm like I had listen, I had um, some of the 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 best. I think I had two months with my kid because we were keeping. I was keeping the kid so we could save money, and um. I think some of my, some, oh my God, I can't even say it. Probably the best two months I've, I've had were those two months. And at the same time, I was feeling like shit because you don't have a fucking job. I had, I was on unemployment, so I had a little bit of unemployment money coming in. So it wasn't too dire the situation. And just hanging out with my kid 24-7 is essentially, you know, just, I was, it was me here. I was a stay-at-home dad. There you go. It was fucking awesome. We were just playing. We were playing all the time. So that was very, um, it was a very positive thing during a pile of shit that is still going on till today because, you know, like I said, even when I had my friend's job, I mean, that was such a toxic place just because of how just insane everything's been run there that it was just eating at me. I'm trying to change. I'm trying to help these people and they don't listen. So now I'm thinking about this is this is my train of thought when it came to when it came to that job, right? I'm trying to do all this and then I'm nothing nothing changes or whatever and then I'm like who put yourself in this situation? I did. So here you are again in a stupid situation at a workplace and you only have one person to blame and that's you. You know, like, why do you keep doing the same thing over and over again? Like, fucking snap out of this goddamn circle or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just, you need to snap out. You need to be done. You need to be done. And this is what I was thinking while I was there. I think I've spent there four four months. And my goodness. Like... I started I started looking for a job while I was working there. I, I never stopped looking for a job while I was there. But you can imagine I was <laughs> I ended up getting fired from that place and I still didn't have a job. So, it hasn't been easy. Um I'm still looking for a job. I got a actually I got an interview um uh, next week for a company that um essentially places doctors with hospitals or whatever. So, it's a job that makes money. The only difference is this time, at least I personally feel like I have a path now with me wanting to do the whole video thing and giving it a try while I'm giving it 100%, okay? That's the biggest difference. And I'm hoping, I mean, I have to execute. There's no question. It's all on me. So one of the reasons I'm doing this uh, damn podcast is to hold myself accountable as weird as that sounds again you know you don't have to make a podcast to hold yourself accountable but i'm doing it it works for me apparently or i don't know if it works for me (laughs) but i hope it does i hope it does and i sat down and listened to 
my first um, podcast and, you know, it, it just will start turning. You know, I start listening to myself talk about the shit that I did and why I hated it and, you know, that I'm trying to do better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm understanding little by little. So I'm hoping, you know, that I fucking learn. I think that's the main thing. I hope I fucking learn. Like, it's enough, bro. You're in your 30s. Like, wake the fuck up. Or stop complaining. And stop fucking bullshitting around. Because it's what it, what it is, to be honest. You get a job. You know, you lose it. Um, because it's your fault. Okay. what What's the plan? I need to stop that. So, right now, I got that interview. I think I have another interview set up. Very similar. Uh, I think Humana or whatever. It's weird. I don't know why the medical places are looking for the P2. But they are. And, um... And once I get those jobs, if I, if once if I get a job, I'll be getting a job. Let me make that very clear. I'll be getting a job, and hopefully soon. I don't know how soon, but hopefully soon. Um, it's not gonna interfere with what I'm doing, and um, with with my goal now, my goal. So I have, I think I need to write this down, but like I told you guys, you know, I want to get paid to entertain. That's that's like my main life goal. When it comes to my professional goal at this very moment, I really want to start doing or just get more serious about making videos for small businesses. And then from there, just keep just just filming. I enjoy filming a lot, a lot. And I'd rather do that than fucking sit down on a goddamn phone, try to, I guess, you know, oh, yeah, Dr. Philip, you know, needs some work. And you, you have work for this motherfucker. Okay, great. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm trying to do. So, um, I feel a little depressed, if you will. I hesitate to call it depressed because I know what depression feels like, <laughs> and it's not to that level. But I guess you can still call it depressed. You know, you, I still feel like shit um, from time to time, um, especially you know when it when money talks. We have money talks, right? You know, oh my my wife preoccupied, understandably fucking so. Because this dumbass over here doesn't have a fucking job. So you start feeling, again, like other shit. And, you know, you start... Little things, man. It's just fucking little things. We want to get... I want to get, personally, Max to start um, Spanish classes at his school. It's like 55 bucks a month. It's 55 bucks a month. But this motherfucker can't afford 55 bucks a month. So I am holding my kid back because of my fucking stupidity my 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 shit my flaws whatever whatever i I don't even know what the word i want to come up with is but you know you you get my drift right and it fucking sucks man if it makes me feel like utter shit i want to take my wife to travel you know not fucking every day not you know instagram no i like once a year just take a nice fucking vacation. Doesn't have to be the fucking around the world. Could be in the goddamn state, but go on a fucking nice vacation. We haven't done that in forever. Cause I'm always in a stupid situation. Or we both both and again when I say both, I mean money management hasn't been the best. So I was telling her that the other day, like we don't work for these vacations. We're always talking about these vacations, but we don't work for these vacations. Right? We don't put money aside. We don't do any of this shit, man. We don't do any of this shit. And we need to get better at that. Because, I, you know, I had a I had a good job for the last, what, almost four years. What, what, where, where's the savings at? Hmm? That's what I'm talking about. Again, we suck at money management. So, another thing that needs to improve ASAP, not just because of me, but because I want to make sure that my kid learns good money etiquette while he's growing up because that's when you sink it like again motherfucker knows spanish and english right now why didn't sit down and teach this bitch that he just learned it because it's what i do it's you know i talk to him in spanish and i and in that see i love i love fucking speaking out loud one of the things i want to do is prove to him that if he wants to do something that he can attain it by putting in the work I want him to visually see that and leave it in me. You know what I'm saying? 
like this whole you know i have a goal great you want to get paid to entertain what the fuck does that mean how are you going to get there i want to see i want to i want him to see the hustle i want him to see all the work that i'll be putting into making that happen and hopefully making it happen i'm not going to sit here and say yeah it's going to happen but i i want him to see that hard work that i put into something that i really wanted to do fail or succeed no matter what happens I just, I really want him to see that grind so he understands, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm positive enough to think that I do have um, what it takes to get paid to entertain, you know, um, I don't want to sound too cocky either, but, you know, I, I, I just love it, you know, I, everybody tells me that I have a good personality, that I'm funny, all this crap, and I, I, I want to put that to the test, am I really? Like everybody tells me I'm funny everywhere I go. It doesn't matter. It, every party I've ever been to, every every job I've ever had, you know, people that have met me just for a few. Everybody, oh, it's the same shit. Now, is that true? Okay. The only real, like, real validation that I got that I wasn't full of myself or just you know no, no ego or anything like that was when I was um. Uh, I went, was it four years ago, to California to film a a pilot for a reality TV show, um, this company called Painless TV, and um, show never happened, obviously, um, it was close, man, it was close, I think it was for AMC or some shit, I know there was some changes in higher-ups of the people that were involved, and whoever came in new did not want any show that was not signed already, so... Apart from other things, because the, the main guy of the show, if you will, just had a bunch of fucking legal problems, apparently. Anyway, it was it was a great experience. Um, but I'll tell you about the experience in a second, since I brought it up. Let me tell you why I'm telling you about this. Um, Ross, he is the vice president of the production company. And the last day of shooting, it was like one in the morning. We were back at the hotel. And we were all we were drinking like the main cast and Jim, who is the owner of the company, and then Ross, and and I think um, the DP was there. Whatever, we were just having a drink, and Ross pulls me aside and tells me, um, see if I remember correctly. I mean, it made my fucking year when he said this. He's like, Pito, I've worked, you know, I've been in the industry for since like the, since the '90s, since like '93, and I've worked with a lot of people but I've never seen anybody like you. And then, you know, you, you got something. So here I am shooting a pilot, which I thought was going to be made. You imagine for fucking TV. And I got this professional dude who is the VP of this company who has been in the fucking, um, what do you call it? In the industry forever, forever telling me that he, he that he sees something in me that he hasn't seen with all the people he's worked with. I mean, this this is a company that makes shows for AMC, um, sorry, the Travel Channel, TLC, all this shit. So they've worked with a lot of people, and that to me, I wish I would have done more with with that pumpness. You know, when somebody gives you something positive and you're like fuck yeah i wish i would have taken that and just been like you know what fuck yes i'm going full blown on this motherfucker whatever it was but then again i didn't have a goddamn plan man and oh so that was and that was during funny enough that was through during my like it was after i moved away from from her mom's house but then again, I was unemployed at that time. Can, you see, you, do you see the fucking the wheel? I mean, and I, we, I was getting a lot of jobs that were contract-based, so it wasn't necessarily that I was losing my job or whatever. It was just contract-based work. Fucking pain in the ass. But I was at least I was working. At that time, I was unemployed. I didn't have a job. I think I was working for uh, as a third party for HP. Um, you know, contract ran over, and it's a wrap. And I was there, and I'm filming this fucking TV show, which was, let me tell you something. It was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. It was long fucking days. It was four days of shooting, 
And if anybody knows anything about TV or just shooting shit, like if you're not you're not needed, you're gonna be there until you get, you know, you're needed, right? And I wasn't getting paid by the way, just in case it was a pilot, we didn't get paid, we was just there. And um, but I enjoyed again, I enjoyed filming. So seeing everything happen in front of me was fucking glorious. It was so fucking awesome. It was a show about it was like a shark tank but instead of the people coming uh to us we would go to their houses right and then this dude um his name's dave he actually owns a company or owned i don't know what the fuck he's doing now but he owned a company where he would license products you know just shitty products you see at fucking 7-eleven or whatever but he was making good money he knew jim and they got, you know, they, they knew each other. And, and the guy belongs on TV. This motherfucker belongs on TV. This Dave dude, he's a character. <laughs> Excuse me. And it, w- it was it was awesome. I fed off of him. It was fantastic. Um, I met, um, uh, I think everybody was from Sarasota, um, which is funny enough. Everybody was from freaking Florida. Like, I was from down here. Um, they they, they f- uh, found me via my YouTube channel. Oh, I think I sent. I saw the application. It was fucking crazy. Like, at first, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, right. And sure enough, it ended up happening. And um, I had a blast. Um, we we did a few, inv- I think my invention, uh, I found somebody that, um, I say found because obviously <laughs> you don't find anybody. They're already casted. But it was these two guys who invented a spray that would take sand away from your uh, from your body. You know, when you go to the beach, instead of using water, you use the spray. So that was kind of cool. Or Dave already knew he wasn't going to do anything with them. So, But you sit there, you know, it's it's a TV show. So you sit there, they're giving their spiel. And then Dave says something. And then I said something to the guys too. You know, I was, I was very professional too. Because by then, I have worked a lot of those vendor territory manager um jobs so i knew a little bit of what the fuck i was talking about um and we had fun man and i think dave called me pito one time because we were using pito as my as the name i think everybody loved pito i'm like i'm down fucking shit i don't you know fucking pitos what's up so he said pito a few times and i'm like yo dave you know that means penis right in spanish and somehow the, the magic of editing they grabbed it and made it like it was this whole fucking thing, dude. And um, the last day of shooting, we were doing the the talking heads. You know, they sit you in the chair. They they ask you questions about what's happening. You know, they got that episode. Oh, yeah, he threw it. And one of the things was about the whole Pito thing. And uh, again, th- th- I'm telling you, the experience was fucking awesome. I had everybody laughing. But the thing is, they're inside the recording booth with me so they can't just laugh out loud so everybody's just going you know like, i know you can't see it if you're in the podcast but it was like the, the most hilarious expressions i wish i had that pilot i sort of got because the way jim edited that whole penis thing was fucking hilarious and the show itself was fun you know it was a fun show you know it just it sucked that it never got made. Um, it would have been, fi- dude, financially would have been fucking amazing. And for me personally, being on fucking TV, done. That's it, bro. It's a wrap. So of course that never happened. Um, and uh, but it, it was a, it was an awesome opportunity. The other day, I a lady reached out to me and a bunch of other toy YouTubers, um, and did a little casting call, I guess if you will. And um, she was interviewing me to see and everybody else. Because there's a network looking to make a toy show. And I'm like, oh, interesting. What are you guys looking to do? It's essentially the same shit that everybody's done, you know, about flipping, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'd love to be on TV, especially talking about toys, which I fucking love. But, um, but yeah, she told me that the network went another way. So I never got to go and film anything. That would have been fucking fire. I'm like, Damn twice in five years and i'm not doing shit can you imagine if you fucking even put a little more percent effort and that's when i fucking get pissed at myself because <laughs> i'm like i know it's there dude it's there you just gotta work for it i know it's it's mind-blowing it's a it's a mind-blowing concept work for the for what you want boom ah 
God damn. So anyway, interesting. See, I love talking. Um, I'm, I hope I'm not boring anybody. And if I am, well, sorry, dude. <laughs> but um, but on that whole TV show thing, I started thinking to myself, if you were to have a TV show, what would you have? And one thing I started to do was write shit down on the computer. So just typing, just straight up typing. And I'm, I've come up with a concept that I really, really, really love. Um, I'm trying to polish it so I can pitch it to um, toy companies. Funny enough, toy companies, yes. Because I think um, whatever toy company decides to go with what my idea is, is probably going to benefit a lot. Because it's a different approach to advertising your company, you know. So, um in the difference of what I'm thinking, you know, it's it's a show about the people, not about the action of, yeah, let me buy this and let me fucking flip it here for whatever. I want to get deep into the people and why they collect what they collect and whatnot. So anyway, but the point of me telling you that is that I'm actually giving a shit, giving, giving a little percentage more, you know. I'm still not 100% and it fucking pisses me off. Even saying that right now, I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be fucking hauling ass right now and you're still being a bitch. So, Pitu, stop being a bitch, okay? Please. Goddamn, please. So, I'm writing that stuff down. Um, um, ho Hopefully, I get all this shit sold so I can buy the camera equipment that I have so that I can professionally film um that because i'm doing that um tv show if you will i got the air quotes happening um even if like nobody bites i'm still doing it because it's something i run into i i am so excited to do this like and that's how i get dude when i get my creative juices going i, I mean it means the world to me because it makes me so happy and i know i'm creating something it's fucking awesome um if you're not a creative person um, I wish I could describe the feeling. Um, I am, again, my vocabulary and my brain power is not up to par for me to be able to describe that. Hopefully, I can come up with a description soon. <laughs> but it's 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 fucking awesome, and I love that feeling. So, so for, <laughs> talking about loving feelings, I just wanted to say how again stupid human beings are at not going in doing something that makes you feel good, okay? And, I'm, of course, not everybody. Please, I'm not jumping everybody, but a lot of us do. Like, you know, I haven't worked out in a while. In a while. It's been a few years. And, you know, I need to work out. Not not to become, I know, get down, come on. But to maintain my body. You know, some maintenance, bro. You, you got to keep, you know, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Working out makes me feel great. Waking up at 5 in the morning either going for a run or actually working out, dude, for the rest of the day, you think I, like, for people that know me, you think I have energy now, bruh, when I work out in the mornings, the amount of energy I have during the day is fucking insane, this is fantastic, I love that feeling, so, Pitu, why haven't you chased that feeling, again, self-sabotage, so, I love that feeling of creating, but then again, I'm here just not creating, well, at least, you know, I was even now like I'm thinking, you know, I have all these little ideas for TikTok and whatnot. So just stupid shit. But it's like you're creating. It's fun. Just fucking do it. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Just create to get them juices flowing, bro. You got the time now. You're at home because you're looking for a job because you ain't got no job right now. OK, you got time to do that and create. Just fucking do it. OK. And I, I I overthink shit. To be honest, I overthink shit. I'm thinking. I I think um another one of my that's probably my biggest vulnerability as a creator is that I overthink shit. <laughs> I want shit to be polished, polished. Okay, a hundred percent in my brain, mind you, in my brain, not fucking executed in my brain. You know, I was thinking about this show, and I'm like, damn, Pitu, but you don't have you know that that one light, and oh man, but you still don't have. The, the camera that you need. Oh, oh man, but see. Oh, man, shut the fuck up. Just use what you got, bro. 
Use what you got. Stop making excuses. Because it's what it is, right? At the end of the day, it's fucking excuses. Hate making excuses. I, I hate making excuses after the fact, okay? Not when I'm doing it, because clearly I'm still I'm still making them. But shit, be, dude, like, stop. Like, oh, my God. Well, let me see. Hold up. I have a bunch of skits. Bunch of skits in my head. Bunch of fucking skits. I haven't made any of them. Why? Overthinking. Oh, I don't have the right tool. I don't have the right setting. I don't have... Bro, who cares? Just fucking film it. Edit it. Put it out. Film, edit it, put it out. Some people are going to like it. Some people won't. Oh, my God. That reminds me. Time out. Um, Joe Gabia's quote, which is SW2 plus WC equals MO. And that means some people will like, some people will like it. Some people won't. Plus, who cares equals move on. When he said that in uh, Tim Ferriss' podcast, that shit just got ingrained. Clearly not, not, not that ingrained, but I still remember it. And I have it written up there because that's what I need to start doing. Just, just fucking do it. Just Nike that shit, baby. Just do it. Woo. Anyway, uh, I appreciate everybody here uh, accompanying my therapy session. It's been good. Um, if you guys have any questions, um, I don't know. I mean, just if you're in the podcast, just hit me up on, you know, Twitter or Instagram, wherever. Um, P2Vision. I'm P2Vision everywhere. P-I-T-U-V-I-S-I-O-N. Um, if you are on YouTube because you're watching the video stream, then just, puppy, mention it in the comments. But um, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, yep, yep. Your boy's a fucking insane klepto gangster wannabe. <laughs> I'm glad I left that life behind, bro. <laughs> oh, could you imagine me with fucking like Takashi Six Nine tattoos on my face? You know, maybe I should make some music too. Listen, if Antonio Brown can make fucking music, I'm not saying it's good. I don't know if you know. This is a football thing, you know. <laughs> if you don't know football, it's okay. You can leave now. I appreciate you listening. But Antonio Brown. I mean, just just look him up. You don't know who it is? Just look him up real quick. He's been through some shit. All self-imposed shit. Um, he's making music now. His music sucks. The motherfucker got money. He got money. His videos look great. The He's buying, you know, he got great producers behind his fucking music. His lyrics and the way he sings it sucks. And uh, listen, Antonio, if you're listening to this, because hey, maybe you are, bro. Esto, yeah, man, you know. You just you need somebody to tell you what's up, cause you suck at fucking making music. Just just play football. That's it. Just wanted to make sure you understand that. No hate, no nothing personal. Just don't make music. Anyway, but if that motherfucker can't make music, your boy can make music, bro. Especially some reggaeton with some Spanish accent. I don't have to say anything. You probably not gonna understand it. But you know what's up. <laughs> anyway, I digress. I'm being stupid now. Thank you so much, guys, for. Uh, uh, listening to my therapy session, like I mentioned before, being here, and um, yeah, I keep, I keep, um, uh, I'll, I'll keep asking you guys if you have any stories, um, of success or failure that you want to share. Please, please feel free to do it. Um, we're here to help each other, and I'm hoping this not only helps me but helps people in the same predicament or a similar predicament as myself. Okay. So take care, guys.